Sarah told me once, when I asked her how she'd gotten through the hard times in her life, and she'd had some hard times, that the trick was to look for the bright things and hold on to those. Aurora Evans was a bright thing. I could see why Olivia liked her so much. Mind you, I wasn't sure I should trust a single goddamn thing Sarah had ever said to me, but as my shrink was always pointing out, that wasn't fair. And since getting back into our normal routines was what Liv and I were supposed to be doing this fall, I was making it a point to put us in Aurora's path. As my mom had said when she left after spending six months with us, as she'd said nearly every day of those six months, the only way out is through. Olivia hadn't wanted to go back to school this fall. I'd pulled her out after the crash last January and filed a homeschool plan and let her finish grade five with a tutor, but Liv had to go back. Things needed to return to normal. On the surface, anyway. Maybe the insides would follow. In preparation for this fall, Dr. Mercer, the shrink, had asked Olivia to write down two things that made her happy, which made me laugh because nothing made Olivia happy anymore, especially not since my mom left. Which I could understand. My mom was great. But could I catch a break for one single second? Anyway, Dr. Mercer has suggested we figure out a way to make sure Olivia's two happy things did not fall by the wayside as the school year and the hockey season started. Those things turned out to be Olivia's dance classes at Miss Miller's, tap with Miss Rory especially, and driving around the lake. The driving part had been a surprise, but easy to keep doing. It had started a couple days after the funeral. When we were out, in those early days, I'd find myself resisting going home. I didn't want to see Sarah's shoes in the entryway or her pile of magazines on the nightstand. I didn't want to face the shape of our house, our lives, without her in it. So I told Olivia I wanted to drive for a while, expecting her to object. I was surprised when she hadn't, and even more surprised when she'd suggested, the next day, on our way home from a session with Dr. Mercer, whom we'd started seeing together and were now seeing separately, that we do it again. We kept doing it. When spring grew heavy in the air and started serving up the odd day that reminded you that the deep, sharp cold of a Minnesota winter had not, in fact, been a permanent state of affairs, as you'd been beginning to fear, we started cracking the windows. The cold air smelled like thawing, and thawing seemed like a good smell. As summer arrived, we rolled the windows all the way down and stuck our arms out. I wouldn't let Olivia stick her head and torso out the window like she wanted to, but I understood the impulse. So I came up with the idea of a convertible. It was maybe a little weird that driving was our thing when Sarah had died in a car, but if Olivia was cool with it, so was I. Driving aimlessly reminded me of summer in Manitoba. Summer when there was no hockey had always seemed so long, and my buddies and I would drive around in my crappy old Kia, going too fast down country roads, the corn whizzing by like background static. At our destination, be it a fast food place or the shores of Crescent Lake, we'd shoot the breeze about hockey, didn't matter what kind. NHL, NC2A, my own experiences in the WHL, my old high school team where my buddy John played. We loved it all. I missed those days. 
But Olivia turned out to be a pretty good driving companion too, even if we didn't talk hockey. We didn't talk about anything, which honestly was part of the appeal. If we weren't talking, she couldn't be mad at me. There was one day, before Christmas last winter, when Lauren and Ivan had walked across the frozen lake to our house. I'd built a bonfire. Sarah had made a batch of some kind of spicy hot wine in a crock pot, which you'd think would be too fancy for my basic Labatt-loving self, but somehow was not. As I looked around that day at my family and friends zipping around on skates on a patch of lake I'd cleared, the whole thing lit by these old-timey lights Sarah had bought and had me string up on poles, I thought to myself, Damn, I have it made.